This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. On Mother's Day, the Polish Association in Christchurch hosted an event called Outstanding Women Living in Aotearoa at Turanga Library. The event begins with a welcome from Agnes Denika, the president of the Polish Association in Christchurch. Apologies for the less-than-ideal audio quality in parts of this broadcast. Awesome. Welcome, everyone. Let's get started. So, so let's introduce Carol Robertson here. She's our Libraries and Information Manager to the stage. Thank you so much, Agnesia. Tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou katoa. Ko Carolyn Robertson toko ingoa. Uh, it is my very, very great and delighted pleasure to welcome you all here today, or to join the welcoming, uh, to Turanga, our, um, our very special central library uh, for Christchurch City Council. Uh, it's just wonderful to be able to host these events and have a place like this um, to, be able to, to be able to do it, so um, we're just really delighted. Uh, a very special um, welcome to our, our guests um, the, um, the wonderful panellists who we've got here have taken up their time today and have got a lot of really interesting things to share with us, I'm sure. Uh, it's fantastic to have this as part of the event. Um, very, very wonderful to have um, the Polish uh, ambassador here, um, uh, uh, Grzegorz Kowal. Um, thank you very much. Apologies for my mispronunciation. Um, super to have you, have you with us today. And I'm sure it will mean a lot to the local um, Polish community. Uh, also, Councillor Jani Johansson, who is uh, Chair of the Multicultural Committee for Christchurch City Council, has taken time out from his, on his Sunday to, to join us. Uh, welcome, Jani. Fantastic to have he, you here too. Uh, all, our, all our guests, um, our, our, our staff um, and library customers who might have popped in, everyone is welcome to this event. Uh, before, I, um, before I pass over, I just really want to um, say a couple of things. Uh, firstly, to acknowledge the long and very happy association uh, that Christchurch City Libraries has had with the Polish Association in Christchurch. I can see some familiar faces in the audience, uh, uh, people who have worked with us um, for a long time, bringing a lot of passion and enthusiasm and ideas uh, to a, our collaboration, a happy collaboration together. Uh, this is such an important part of what our library service is about, is working with the community, um, um, acknowledging and highlighting uh, our cultural diversity in Christchurch and working with um, particular groups to really um, put on programs and events like this one that really activate and enliven our city and also educate us, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, the second point I want to make is that we do have a World Languages collection up on the fourth floor um, of um, Turanga, um, so, so just upstairs, and we have a Polish collection, uh, which Beata has told me is pretty much everything is available for loan. I hope I'm saying the right thing there. So if, you, if you're familiar, yes, thank you. If you're familiar with the collection, you might like to revisit it and see what, what new material we might have. If it's not familiar to you, please do go and browse. You're welcome to borrow if you're a, um, if you're a Christchurch member. Uh, or you can also be able to said to remind people if you come from elsewhere in the country and you wish to borrow any items, you can do it through our interloan service. So just ask the friendly and helpful staff if you want to do that. But just something, you've got a lot to look at. There's a fantastic exhibition. Uh, you, there's also our Polish collection uh, in, in Polish, obviously. So we're very proud of that. And with a, actually one more thing, sorry, and then, I'm, then I'll pass over. Um, uh, so just to thank the staff who've been particularly involved too. We can't ho host these events 
and, and uh, work with our partners if we don't have staff who are really willing and dedicated to spending the time to do that. Um, so I just want to acknowledge Louisa, Amber and Beata for their fantastic um, work and their, their enthusiasm and excitement about hosting an event like this. Uh, it's really wonderful. And thank you. Yes. Thank you. Good idea. A bit, of, a bit of applause is a good idea. I would now like to um, like to invite Councillor Johansson to just join us on the stage. He would like to say a few words on behalf of Christchurch City Council. Thank you. Ah, with his daughter. Okay. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll be very brief. But um, I'm, I'm Councillor Yanni Johansson, and actually last year there was a request for a council to go and help the Polish Society unveil the 150th um, anniversary plaque in, in Littleton. And... Um, I just remember vaguely my mother saying that we might have had some Polish ancestry and so um, I was privileged to be able to do that and discover that actually indeed I do have Polish ancestors that came to New Zealand so it was a real privilege. And so when I saw this event on, um, I think it was on Facebook or, or, or circulating on social media, I thought what a wonderful thing to do is to bring my mother. So I brought my mother with me today and my daughter to celebrate Mother's Day and to celebrate the Polish um, connection that we have. So yeah, thank So. Really on behalf of the Mayor and the City Council, just to say how proud we are of the work that the Polish Society does locally, has done for many generations in Christchurch and Canterbury, and also to the Embassy and to the Ambassador. I just wanted to acknowledge the contribution that Poland is making uh, around the world. And of course, um, just to thank the panellists as well, what a, what a great way to come together on Mother's Day, not give up Mother's Day, but to actually share Mother's Day celebrating the success of the wonderful woman that contributes so much to our society. So thank you to everyone for coming. On behalf of Melania, myself and my mother Colleen who's here, um, three generations of one family to celebrate. I wish you all the best for today. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Even his shoes are in the colors of the Polish flag. <laughs> I noticed that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. Now I would like to invite Grzegorz Kowal, our ambassador to New Zealand, to the stage. Dzień dobry Państwu. Witam wszystkich serdecznie. Uh, I will do speak in English, but first I will speak in Polish. As you know, all Poles are very proud of the language, which is considered the most difficult in European, among the European languages. So, a bardzo się cieszę, że zaprosili mnie tutaj Państwo. Pani Agnieszko, bardzo dziękuję za zorganizowanie przez Panią ale też przez całe Stowarzyszenie Polaków w Krajszczerz, przez wszystkie osoby w to zaangażowane, pan Tomasz Prokop, pani Dorota, pani Elżbieta Sawicka i bardzo pan Jacek z małżonką, pani Ewa Niedzielska i mogę tak wymieniać i wymieniać. Bardzo państwu dziękuję za to, że pomimo tej odległości państwo tą polskość pielęgnują i również to dzisiejsze wydarzenie pokazuje, Promują również wśród osób, które nie mają z Polską korzeni historycznych, nie są w jakikolwiek sposób powiedzmy zmuszone tą Polską, czy zobligowane do, tej, do, do, tej, do, do, do piastowania tej polskości, bo myślę, że mamy się czym pochwalić jako Polacy. I ta wystawa, która jest dzisiaj i również ten, ten panel, który będzie zorganizowany pokazuje, że rzeczywiście Jako Polacy możemy być dumni z siebie, z naszych osiągnięć, z tego co teraz osiągamy, co osiągaliśmy lub i mam nadzieję będziemy w przyszłości osiągać. I hope you like the sound of the Polish language. I doubt you understood anything, but uh, I will be brief. Again, 
Thank you very much. Uh, first of all, Caroline Robertson, Councillor uh, Jan Henson, Honorary Consul Winston Dormer, here. Polish Honorary Consul uh, in, in South Island, Agnieszka Deneka, all Polish Association in Christchurch, all Polish organizations from New Zealand, Ms. Ewanidzielski from Bay of Plenty also agreed to join us, so we are widely represented uh, here. Uh, just two, two points. Uh, the first one, we are celebrating this year 15th anniversary of our diplomatic relations between Poland and New Zealand. But as you are very well aware, uh, Poles in New Zealand uh, came uh, 151 years ago nowadays. So last year we celebrated our 150th anniversary. And again, it was the same, the same room as here uh, exactly a year ago when we made a quite big celebration with Dame Cindy Kiro making a speech with the couple of ministers and peace uh, present during that event. That shows the strength of the Polish community and our honorary consuls we have here in New Zealand that they can organize uh, such an event that uh, we do have uh, things we would like to present, we'd like to show you about Poland and about our contribution to the growth and the splendid growth of this uh, beautiful country. Not many people know that Poland is the second largest uh, migrating group from Europe, of Europeans, let's say. The first are the Irish, with two, around 25 million Irish uh, descendants living outside of their country, and with 20 million Poles living outside. So, and, uh, okay, maybe not the largest number of them, of them lives in New Zealand, but uh, still, basically, we are a migrating nation. So it's very important for us to keep our uh, heritage, language, culture, uh, also among the descendants of Polish uh, immigrants, same as we do it here in New Zealand. Uh, part of this panel, and thank you very much, all the panelists, to agree to talk with you. It's a uh, Women's rights are very important also for us in Poland. As you know, or maybe not, Poland uh, gave the voting rights to women already in 1918. So, of course, well, New Zealand was the first one, but Poland was a pioneer in Europe in that, in that regard. And since then, women plays a very significant role, not only in a uh, social, but also in a political life in Poland, in the field of the culture, literature, and so on. Only to mention the latest uh, Nobel Prize winner uh, was Olga Tokarczuk. And the one before was also a woman, a woman, Wisława Szymborska. So, well, it's quite natural that, in fact, the, 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 the women, which are constitute 50% of the, our society, are equally and should be equally regarded. And thank you very much for agreeing also to share with your experience uh, here today. Uh, now, the few words about the exhibition, which I hope you will see leaving the library or coming into the library, but also I would like to encourage you to take the booklets, which are over there. Yes, and they are uh, complementary. Uh, they, are, they are in English, so they tell stories about the Polish, uh, Polish women. And uh, the exhibition features winners of the Nobel Prize in Literature, Wisława Szymborska and Olga Tokarczuk, two I mentioned. Legendary physician and chemist, Maria, do you know the name, the rest, not Kiri? Well, okay, Kiri as well, Skodowska Kiri, and uh, she was Polish as well. This is what we are also trying to explain, that 
the fact that she married a French person does not make her French. It's a, but she was in love you know, with Pierre Curie, with whom she uh, won. Uh, she was granted, uh, in fact, two Nobel Prize in two different disciplines, which has never been repeated. And she has been the first woman who got two Nobel Prize winner uh, awards. And it has never been repeated as well before. Uh, well, before, of course, and after as well. What's quite interesting that her daughter also got a Nobel Prize uh, in radiology. The fact, well, she was, the, in fact, the, uh, one of the, um, let's say, representative of the Polish communities abroad, as most of you are here today as well. She had to migrate to France because of the political circumstances. Poland was occupied by the Russian back then, and the women were not allowed to study at the university, so she chose her. Well, she pursued her career in France in that sense. But she never forgot about her Polish roots and her Polish heritage. That's why one of the elements, the radioactive elements, she, uh, she discovered, she named Polon. Polon after Poland, of course. So, uh, and then when Poland began independence, she came back to Poland, uh, being a lead figure in a rising Polish radiology and things like that. The other sociopolitical leaders, Irena Sendlerowa and Anna Valentinowicz. Anna Va Irena Sendlerowa, also a very interesting story, and I hope we'll know. She was a member of the Polish resistance, uh, council for cooperation with the Jewish communities, and she was responsible for saving two and a half thousand uh, Jewish kids on her own, not like by administrative action. She simply took, it took her, okay, three or four years, two and a half thousand kids out of the ghetto and smuggled them outside of the ghetto, relocating them to the monasteries, uh, families, and so on. So she was uh, smuggling every time she was passing the ghetto gate because she was so bad. She had a permission. She was uh, rescuing uh, one Jewish child. The other are the uh, artist Olga Bozańska, legend of old mountaineer Wanda Rutkiewicz, and the first woman to sail around the world, Krystyna Hojnowska-Liskiewicz, not to mention our uh, suffragists and the first eight women who got into the parliament in 1918, so when the women were were received, uh, were granted or received uh, uh, voting rights. Immediately, eight new MPs were elected as a women. Thank you very much, and uh, I'm sorry, I know I took you a long time, but you should already know that Poles, and I am a Pole, are quite uh, uh, dedicated to telling about Poland, how they like Poland, and why they think it's a very good country. So please forgive me again. And thank you very much again for organizing and let us are doing this here in a in a library. Thank you. Dziękuję bardzo. Thank you very much. Okay. So I don't think I introduced myself. So let's do that quickly. My name is Agnes Deneka. For those who want to translate it to Polish, call me Agnieszka. Uh, I'm the president of the Polish Association here in Christchurch, and when I'm not running the Polish society community here, I work as a user experience analyst for Trimble, and um, my interest is in strategy, current and emerging technologies, and find out how we can embed 
changes to create a better work of life and life experience. So, we went through this already, so I will not introduce this anymore. I'm inviting everyone uh, to go downstairs and have a look. They are really colorful and amazing. And uh, I, I, I've seen them already on Friday when we were installing them, and I was actually amazed how interesting these women are. I didn't know some of them, to be honest, uh, which is uh, not really nice, and I think it's good to be aware of them and see them as an inspiration for everyone. So let's keep that one short because we heard about this already. Let's also remember today, and I'm pretty sure you know, Mother's Day, right? Today is Mother's Day, so let's celebrate all the mothers in the world who, contribute, who are contributing and caring for others, whoever these, who are, and there are different others. There are humans, there are animals, there are, there's nature, all these mothers in the world. Let's celebrate them today. So on this important day, we have... Our special guests here, panelists, ladies, who also um, achieved quite amazing things. And we would like to talk to them within a panel discussion and have a discussion about several questions that we have. And I'm looking forward to that. Before we do that, and I'll introduce each of them, I would like to acknowledge that there are some outstanding women also here in our audience. Some are probably even listening to us. And for all the women here present with us, today or listening in, I hope you get inspired by these amazing women motivated to stand up and fight for your dreams and believe in yourself. So let's start with a panel discussion. Let's start with Ellie Archer here at the front. She's our first guest and Ellie, Mrs. Ellie Archer is involved in many different roles as a director, strategist, futurist, innovator and technologist. Mrs. Ellie Archer says, my why is to unify Kotahitanga, Rapunga, Fakaro, in which my why is a passion and ultimate commitment. And is to unify Kotahitanga, Rapunga, Fakaro, is to empower people to achieve outcomes for the betterment of purpose. Further, she says, it's we, not me. For which Mrs. Ellie Archer believes that we all must connect with each other and wants our society to move forward and not backwards. Welcome, Ellie Archer. <laughs> our next special guest is Mrs. Winston Doma. We heard that you already are Honorary Council here to the South um, Island, Honorary Council of Poland. And Mrs. Winterdama is a farmer's daughter from Tapanui, west of Otago, educated at St. Hilda's Collegiate School in Dunedin. She is also an American field scholar and speech therapist. Since 1989, Mrs. Winterdama is the managing director of Independent Providoring Coal Ltd. It is a ship supply business based in Littleton in the port of Christchurch. Through this connection, Winsome met many Polish seafarers and citizens, and in fact sold the first container of New Zealand wine to Poland. <laughs> nice, right? Um, Mrs. Winsome Dorma subsequently was honored to be appointed in the inaugural Honorary Council of Poland in 2010, and is the Dean of the Christchurch Consular Corps. Welcome, Mrs. Winsome Dorma. Our next guest is Dr. Serena Kelly. 
Dr. Serena Kelly is a senior lecturer in the politics of the European Union at the University of Canterbury and a board member of New Zealand Institute of International Affairs. She obtained her Doctor of Philosophy at the University of Canterbury and is the Deputy Director of National Centre for Research of Europe on Europe. Dr. Serana Kelly is also President of European Studies Association of Australia and New Zealand. New Zealand and her research examines New Zealand perception of the European Union in the light of EU and New Zealand free trade agreement. Welcome, Serana. Our fourth special guest is Mrs. D. Lucas. D. Lucas, Officer New Zealand Order of Merit, is a landscape architect and registered life member of New Zealand Institute of Landscape Architects. Mrs. D. Lucas resigned from working for central government in 1979 to establish a rule-based practice to seek to positively influence rural landscape management in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Mrs. D. Lucas also received Suffrage Centennial Medal in 1993. Throughout these decades, she has been appointed to government advisory roles addressing environment, conservation, forestry and high country and addressing all forms of land tenure, including specifically for Maori-owned land. Since 2019, she and her team have prepared integrated farm plans to inform farmers and guide transitioning toward carbon zero and they are developing an online tool to assist farmers in exploring their own options. Over the decades, this team has undertaken land typing across Aotearoa, New Zealand, to demonstrate the underlying nature of lands at various scales, and have just completed uploading this timeless method to landtyping.nz. Welcome, D. Lucas. So, I'm going to the slides. Our next guest is Ira Mitchell. And Ira Mitchell is a professional artist and tutor who also has been recognized for her community contributions through art. This includes being New Zealander of the Year, receiving the Local Hero Award, Women's Refuge, Women of Influence, and Civic Awards for her fundraising and community artwork. She is a trained art educator for Golden Art Products of New York, where she will be in residency June this year. Her work has been shown and recognized with residency scholarships internationally. Mrs. Ira Mitchell also painted portraits of Maria Skłodowska-Curie, which you can see over there, and Monika Kusiak, who is a Pola Polish polar scientist and visited us last year here in uh, Christchurch. They were displayed in the Museum of Canterbury last year, advocating the visibility of women through art. Mrs. Mitchell has also created coloring pages, by the way, today. I, I was amazed by your Speedy Gonzalez work to create them. They are here in the back, so take your children to the back. They are coloring pages of the amazing women, outstanding Polish women who are displayed downstairs. Awesome. Welcome, Ira Mitchell. <laughs> and our final panelist, before we start the questions, is or Dr. Elżbieta Hiszczynska-Sawicka. Hello, Elżbieta. So, Elżbieta Sawicka is a molecular biologist at Ed Research, Ag Research, and part of the Weeds, Pests, and Biosecurity team. 
Born and educated in Poland, Dr. Savitska obtained a PhD in biological sciences from the University of Gdańsk before immigrating to New Zealand. Dr. Savitska was a lecturer at the Department of Molecular Biotechnology and Microbiology at the Gdańsk University of Technology for 17 years. Her research there focused on new tools for the diagnosis of taxoplasmosis and DNA vaccines against taxoplasmosis. Her current main focus is investigating pests, insects, and using new biology, molecular biology technologies and genetics to identify species and develop biocontrol tools. These aim to support biosecurity measures such as compliance verification. Currently, Dr. Savitska is expanding her interest and in using her skills in projects such as insects as food and feed, alternative protein source. Insect transcriptomics, metagenomics, and Dr. Savitska is also the leader of Polonus, which is the Polish folk dance group. So even after the, Pol Polish, uh, after the panel discussion, please stay here with us because we will see a performance of this group today as well, together with the children from the Polish um, kindergarten. Perfect. Okay. Everyone was introduced. Everyone was welcomed. Let's do a big welcome to all of them to, for being here, please. The first question is to you ladies. Um, who inspired you to be the person you are today? Who wants to start? Since you have the microphone, maybe you would like to start. Um, sorry, it was a question. Who inspired you? Who inspired you to be the person you are today? A whole bunch of people. I know it's Mother's Day, so kia ora koutou. I know it's Mother's Day. We're supposed to say our mum, and I love my mother, and she is definitely a source of inspiration and amazingness. But along the way, I've had a raft of mentors and people who have just, I've just gone, ah. Oh. Um, so I, I would say it's actually been a, a collective inspiration by lots of different people. Everything from my teachers, I remember Mrs. Conroy for some reason. Um, you know, you have that special teacher that you connected with. Well, I had a special teacher called Mrs. Conroy. Um, and she was amazing and inspiring and said, you can do anything you want to do. Um, I'm always going to put my mother on the platform because my mother said when I was really little, she said to me, um, here's a book, go and learn about it. And then I want to put my father right beside her because my father said, here's a toolbox or a chainsaw or an axe, go do it. So the messaging that I was given was go learn it and go do it. And I have done that um, uh, consistently for a while now. All my degrees, all the stuff that I've learned, the trade certs, the... Um, my science degree, all of that has been done on the job and has been done on the spot. Um, so I will always give it up for my parents. And then, of course, there's mentors. Bruce Irvine, an amazing uh, governance mentor. I sit on a number of boards now. He has been um, an, a, a person who I look up to. There has been uh, Leanne Dalzell actually um, uh, pulled me into her little circle and she lifted me up. Um, there's just been all these people along the way. And mm. um, I will always, this is why it's about we and not me, uh, I will always be thankful to them and I will always be thankful um, to the people who I've yet to meet to inspire me um, and those uh, who are sitting beside me and around me. I think this is, we inspire each other collectively 
um, and inspire curiosity in each other to continue to explore and do amazing things. Um, kia ora, he minata, tēnā koe. <laughs> Beautiful, thank you. Wow. What? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, if somebody wants to say something, please just... In, exactly. Thank you. Um, I was the youngest of four girls, and I remember saying to my father once, were you disappointed I wasn't a boy? And he said, no, I don't mind as long as you're all good girls. So I didn't know what the definition was of a good girl. Then my mother was the most inspirational woman as a public speaker and as an organiser, so she was inspirational in my life. Then my husband, who said that a woman's place was behind the kitchen sink and handed me a tea towel. Uh, as a speech therapist, I was humbled by the... Uh, I worked extensively with uh, deaf children uh, as a speech and language therapist, and I was humbled and motivated by the incredible strength of the mothers of those seriously and profoundly deaf children. Moving on to my next career path, which was as a an opportunity uh, to start a ship supply business in Littleton, and I said, I'll give it a go. And on the wharf, there weren't many women working on the wharf. I never thought of myself as being a woman. I was just some part of the team that was there to help. And um, I know I was laughed and jeered at because, oh, she won't last five minutes. Woman on the wharf won't last five minutes. But the reality is we are all given opportunities, and it's how we then grasp those opportunities and get on the journey. It's it's a team effort, mm. a team effort. Thank you, Winston. Wow. Kia ora. Uh, I think what I'll be saying will be definitely reflective of of the the theme that started about that that importance of surrounding yourself by you know good people and being supported. Um, I was just going to to talk about two people and uh, like the two previous panelists, my mum is definitely um, an inspiration, and I don't know if I've ever told her that, so I should have probably invited her along. <laughs> um, she uh, so I'm the youngest of five, so she raised five children with my my dad, of course. She worked full-time. You know, she was an accomplished uh, marathon runner as well, so she sort of fitted it all in, and now I look at myself, and the rest of my siblings, they all say that I've turned out like her, so I, um, I, guess, I guess she did inspire me. Um, and from my um, career perspective, I think I'm so lucky to be where I am. I'm a lecturer at the University of Canterbury. It's just the best job ever. Um, and, you know, getting to, to, I guess, to inspire and be inspired by the next generation coming forward but uh, there was a there's a lecturer a professor in law Annette Marcelot who's uh, from France originally and um, you know I've just seen what she does she supports people around her but especially women and just you know creates those spaces for for people to grow and develop so, thank you thank you uh, kia ora uh, I grew up in the central Otago high country and I, was, I studied for a science degree at Otago in 1971 in my final year. I said to my mum when I'm home in the holidays, what am I going to do, mum? I don't want to be stuck in a lab and I'm too shy to teach, which perhaps isn't true. But um, she said, I wonder if there's anything in landscape. There we are in the high country, central Otago. Right. I explored the university calendars and there was the 
landscape architecture postgraduate just started at Lincoln and I went there and I have to say thank you mum for not one second of the 50 plus years since have I um, regretted taking her advice from that day. Thank you. Hi there. Um, again, my mother. Uh, now, she passed at my age, so I spent my teenage years looking after my parents. And I would have, which I is a curse and a blessing. The blessing was I spent days with my mother discussing what I was going to do with the rest of my life, and uh, we made a list. And all the things that she never got to do, she said, uh, no pressure, but you're going to do it. And uh, so I made a list, and... Uh, it took a few years to find my feet and my confidence and uh, definitely working my way through the list. And she's and I, I carry her with me wherever I go. So now uh, my the people that support me are my good friends and my children. Um, my daughter, now I feel like I need to be a role model for her and show her that uh, 50 definitely is the new, I don't know, 30 something. And, uh, you know, I feel as, you know, you get into your 50s and older, aren't we lucky to be alive in this century and with medicine and uh, we're allowed to speak and not get arrested as women? Um, we're very, very fortunate. Uh, so I do feel if you are annoying the status quo, you're probably doing something right and I'm often the one that does that and speaks up in the room, which used to embarrass my children. But now my daughter and son are like, you go for it. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely my nice. children, my parents and my friends. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, who inspired me? I have to say huge thanks to my parents uh, for allowing me to choose the road I did and never stopped me. Uh, even though it was hard sometimes. But um, I don't remember having the thoughts of being a scientist. I, I wanted to be a, a teacher like them. But then at my second year at the university, I had a lecture uh, with Professor Anna Podhajska. Um, she was a lecturer in bacteriology, and she just came back from the United States after from her scholarship, and her lectures were so different comparing to male-dominated uh, previous one. Uh, she never kept that distance that was between a lecturer and students, and we were all mesmerized by her. So I fell in love with bacteria, bacterial life, and genetics, uh, biochemistry, and all those mechanisms going on on the molecular level. And it's, it's when I decided to be a scientist, I was accepted to Professor Tyler Group. It was the best one at the time at the university. And I, he, I think I got a very good science background in Poland. I was, I was really proud of it because I could do anything here in New Zealand. I could swap uh, groups, uh, swap uh, research projects, and it's what the Polish University gave me. So definitely she was the first person, but also I met other people like my um, uh, team leader in Poland. He helped me when my son was born because I was struggling to, with being a mom. 
and being a scientist. So I met both women and men on my way who helped me a lot and inspired me. Thank you. Dziękuję, Dr. Savitska. Thank you very much, and thank you for everyone. That's really interesting stories. I think one thing we are taking from this, parents and role models and people who believe in you and grab you and say, hey, girl, come on. You like it? You like the bacteria? I think that's amazing. That's how passion starts. Don't stop it in your children. The curiosity, right? There's some curiosity in there. Let them thrive. Let them be. So I think it's... Oops. Thank you very much. That's very interesting. Awesome. Our next question is, and um, please, uh, whoever wants to talk to you for the first round, it was nice to hear it from everyone. Um, how did you manage to balance your career, personal life, and passions? Who would like to speak to that? That's a challenge, isn't it? Maybe I, if I, you know, I keep the, the please do, Doctor Savitska. Sure. I just, from the perspective of, of living and working in Poland, I may say there is such a difference between New Zealand and Poland. I, I think there's much better balance between uh, your life, personal life, and work. And being a young scientist, we always spend time in labs, uh, uh, working during weekends, uh, writing grants, applying for, for grants. And when I came here in 2005, I could see the difference immediately. So still people are very busy. We work overtime sometimes and even during weekends. But I can see all my colleagues having passion and uh, taking breaks if needed. Uh, taking care about their well-being as well and you can you can have passion here like i'm dancing in the folk group being in my 50s so you can do it anytime thank you yeah and you will see it it's really amazing uh work-life balance for me now is it's shifted i'm not in the active role of being a mother, and I'm not a missus anymore, so I'm not a wife anymore. Um, so I had to figure out who I was without being those roles. Um, and that took quite a while, actually. Uh, so the balance for me is I figured out my core values for my business, which is uh, community, spirit spirituality, and creativity. So once I establish those, when I'm often requested to do things, if they don't feed my core values, I just say no thank you. Um, and I've learned to say no with a smile um, and be okay with that, whereas I used to say yes to everything as a wife and a mother and all those other roles. Um, and also setting parameters, like really solid parameters around myself. I will not allow negativity into my space, negative talk. And often I say to people, you know, I, I'm, this is not the complaint department. Don't come to me. I'm, I'd have to charge you a lot of money to deal with your issues. So go and talk to a professional. Don't talk to me about that. I haven't got time for this. And often people don't like that and they just, they just disappear. And it's like, sweet, because mm. there's 10 really cool people behind you <laughs> yep. that want to talk to me in a supportive role. Uh, so that's how I keep my balance. I've learned to put my health first because if my health, my mental health, my physical health is not in line, nothing else works properly. And uh, so that first. And uh, honestly, there is no balance because all I do is art. Mm. And, and I'm happy with that. <laughs> 
um, and travel. They're, they're my things and my yeah. friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a very important one, saying no, right? Uh, I still need to learn it a bit better at work sometimes. Who wants, who agrees, disagrees, who has different experiences with the balance? Dr. Serena Kelly. Um, yeah, so I'm also I'm also a mum of three. Um, I'm in the in halfway through an 11 year old girl's birthday party, so we had a sleepover and had waffles for mm-hmm. brunch, and they're out somewhere. They might come up later. So for me at the moment, I think that's one of my big things is the balance. Um, I think obviously you know I've got a really supportive husband who is also the kids um, take the kids school teacher, so they're at the same school, so he can manage that, so I can you know travel and. And do the things I need to for work, and um, I think the other thing is that my my passions combine with other things. So my work, obviously, I'm I'm really passionate about that. So you know, I'm reading all the time, learning about Europe um, and what's going on in the world, and then my um, my downtime is running is my passion. So that's when I catch up with friends. We, we go running if you think that can be fun. It can be for those of us who like it. So I've just been really lucky to be able to combine passion with, with what I do. Um, and then my, when I was walking here, my husband said also he thought I was – I can be quite relaxed as a parent because I have to let some things go. I don't know if mm. that makes me a good parent or not, but some things do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do yeah. I think always I've had uh, – my philosophy has been family first – and Di and I were both at boarding school, girls boarding school together. And at 16 years of age, I went on American Field Scholarship to New York. And I lived in a very multicultural situation in Millbrook, New York. And I probably was a farmer's, as you know, a farmer's daughter, girls' school. That was a huge change. And I was so humbled by the love and kindness that the students embraced and brought me in to their world and I learned a lot by from that experience and at 21 when I was married and living in Sydney and I went to the University of Sydney uh, as a as a student and the Cumberland College because my New Zealand qualifications weren't um, uh, weren't accepted and I had to do additional study I was plunged into this environment with a whole lot of multicultural situation and people who were in a very competitive, aggressive environment, and they reached out to me to make me feel welcome. And I came back to New Zealand in 1980, um, 1977, and it, I was a different person because that experience had helped me to reach out to others. Mm, important experiences. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm so grateful to have had that opportunity because if you don't kind of get to know yourself and absorb other people's situations, you know, you can't be happy. Happiness is contentment. When you feel contented and grounded, you can get on with your world, whatever that may be. Aliacha. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm the best person to answer this question. I'm in a state of chaos all the bloody time, okay? Um, I'm on so many boards and so many roles and so many spaces, and it's because I've chosen this life as servanthood. Now, those of you who understand what that means is that everybody else is before you. 
So you go to the next mission, to the next thing, because you can see everything is connected. You see that if you don't get involved over here, that's not going to connect up there because you think you're going to do all this weaving, right? Because we're women, that's how we rock and roll. And I am learning to exist in this, uh, in this multiverse as best I can. I'm navigating it as best I can with the tools that I have and with the people who are surrounding me with their love and their totoko and their support. Um, I find myself, uh, I'll give you a, a very quick example of this. So with my emergency management hat on, uh, we get deployed up to Auckland. Then from Auckland, we get deployed to Northland. Then the cyclone hits, then we're down the Hawke's Bay, and we're doing that, right? And you're serving. That's all you're doing. There's no heroes in emergency management. If you want to get involved, just serve. That's what you're there to do, is there to help people. Then after that, my niece has a car accident, really bad car accident. So we've got to go and support her, right? My sister's in a tizzy. She's like, oh, my God, my daughter's going to die, all this. So you've got to go and support her. Absolutely, because that's what you do, because family goes first. Then I've got a board meeting I've got to get to for the Crown, um, which is a, a, the Network for Learning Board. We're talking to some big stuff, talking to the ministers about this thing and that thing, about equity for our communities regarding digital equity. Then after that, I've got to come back down here and sit my MBA course because I'm trying to get my bloody master's degree because I know it's the right thing to do to learn this stuff so I can get out and help again. Honestly, I'm just trying to navigate it. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to um, absorb the amazingness and the wisdom coming from the people around me and navigate it as best I can. And the one thing that I've done, three years ago, my best friend and I, Dr. Sina Cotitate, Thank you, my baby. You keep up. You, you, say, you tell your story as well. We're listening, honey. Three years ago, we made this deal with each other that we were going to be 100% honest and 100% authentic all the time. It is the best freaking thing I've ever done. I don't know if you've tried it. Not calling you all liars. I'm just saying to be 100% honest and authentic is to sit up here and go, you know what? Nah, I don't think I have the work-life balance thing sussed out. I'm just trying to navigate it as best I can. I'm in my mid-40s. I've got a long way to go. Service is going to be probably for the rest of my life. And I'm just I'm really pleased um, and blessed to be in spaces like you. And, and the last thing I do want to say, because I know that time is going no, on. No, please. Is, is I've been reviewing. My husband and I sat down for two weeks, and we have just been absorbing the Polish history in New Zealand, and also the Polish history. Just your history is just crazy. It's crazy good and crazy bad and just crazy. And I just want to say, mm. as tangata whenua, oh, uh, aroha, my heart mm. goes to you. But your strength of spirit and amazingness to maintain your culture throughout all of this, throughout all these years, throughout your, I just want to just mihi to you. And just say, Kyoda, we've got your back 100%. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> well done and fantastic. And I think all of us busy, busy people, probably mm. every single person in this room can relate to being so overloaded at times. Mm. One day, uh, you can give me a thump if you disagree with me, but one day <laughs> I was sitting on the plane in a state like that, probably about your age. And they said, in the event of an emergency, you must look after yourself first. Because if you don't look after yourself first, then you can't help those around you. 
Now, I was very threatened by that comment because, like you, everybody else came first and probably we could say we were pretty unselfish sort of people. And it really hit me. What? Look after myself first? And I sort of sat back in the seat and thought of the logic of it. And now, at 71 years of age, I do understand that as part of the work-life balance and making a difference in people's lives. Mm, thank you very much, Winsome, and also Ellie Archer. Wow, I mean, I'm not sure if the audience feels the same and the listeners, but I felt really philosophical. I noticed some of the parts, it's me. Um, I'm also still going through life. Sometimes it work, works well, sometimes I'm drowning. So I will probably take some of the conversations we have even later on and think about this. And I encourage you today as well. Uh, I think these are amazing stories out there. Thank you. So our last question, and I wish there were many more. Uh, it's so amazing to listen to all of you, um, honestly. What advice do you have for women to grow either their own business or within the company they work for, politics, scholar, art sector, wherever they are, from children, young girls to later? What, what is your advice? Well, I set up my practice in 1979 because I was very upset at what Robert Muldoon was doing to rural New Zealand. And so I set up a practice to see if I could influence things from outside and make a difference. And so what I've tried to do for the 44 years since, <laughs> I'm still gone, uh, is to be honest and true and clear about our options and, and the need to... Landscape's such a great... Um, area for it that we interweave culture and nature, past, present and future, and to be honest and not and get rid of the bullshit. Just ignore the bullshit. Don't say no to heaps of things. Being clear and say being true. And that's what I'd say. Being mm. true and honest. And so I turned down jobs from my first few months of practice. 1979, even from a dear friend of my father's who wanted me to do a project, I said, Dad, it's the wrong location. No, I won't do it. And that, because I've been honest and clear and true about things, I've never, ever been short of work in that 44 years of practice because people know I don't accept the bullshit. We do the honest stuff. Thank you. Mm. Uh, yeah. oh, if I could talk to my younger self, what I've learned since then, to I would say to younger women, is find your confidence, be absolutely, absolutely believe in yourself manically, and be crazy enough to persevere in the arts field I'm talking about. Do it over and over and over and be in it 110% because you're your own advocate. You're not on... America's got talent. It's not going to happen in eight weeks. Um, no one's going to say, here you go, here's the prize. The prize of being uh, consistently turning up, 
pushing every day is that you get to enjoy the journey. I have set goals for myself. I have uh, set goals of turnover, of places I want to show, uh, sponsorship, different things that I want. But I also appreciate the now and my gift to myself is to enjoy the journey, whatever the outcome is, and it might all end tomorrow. So if I don't appreciate today, what was it all for? And stop worrying about tomorrow because that's, that's using up today with craziness. Don't do that. Just enjoy every moment. Realise it's a journey. For me, I get to make art every day. If it goes nowhere, it doesn't really matter because that's my life and that's all I do is travel and make art. I grew up in high country, we'll have to talk later, and Otago as well. I got out. <laughs> yeah. um, so I learned to enjoy my own company because there was no one else around. It wasn't an area that was based on arts and culture, that's for sure. Uh, I was the weird one. Um, so I've had to learn to be okay in my own company to actually enjoy it and realise that my tribe is global. So I think that really compelled me to go and travel. And now I know that uh, people have my back all over the world. They don't have to be in your town. And for any young New Zealand artist, I would say, get out of New Zealand. There's only 10% of women who are professional artists here. Um, you will often be asked, you know, is it your therapy? Is it your hobby? I just walk away from those comments because that's ridiculous. Um, other countries have been established on art and culture. Uh, I go there and I never get asked those questions. Um, so for myself, I get scholarships overseas. It's not going to happen in New Zealand. I'm cool with that. I'm fine with that because here people don't want to be tall poppies and seen as one. So if you are a tall poppy, it's beautiful and people notice you. So that works <laughs> for me really well. But, yeah, finding your true self and being absolutely confident is the biggest, biggest thing. Mm -hmm. yes. <clears throat> I would agree with it. I would say find your passion and be curious and try to go for it. But you have to be strong. You have to be strong and don't give up easily. And... Talking about science, in science there's plenty of uh, opportunities and you can find something. And also uh, finding a mentor would help. Look around how many amazing women are here, even in this room, sitting next to me, amazing women. I'm so proud to be a part of that panel. And um, it requires a lot of strength, really, but you can be strong and you can find it. And just look around and find a mentor. Thank you. Awesome. Anyone else? Uh, I'll just, um, I guess, reflect on what everyone said. I, I definitely agree with that. And just, yeah, know you belong. I think that took me a long time to work out that I, I deserve to be here and then reach out to, to, to others. You know, it, is, it takes a, a lot more than just yourself to get to where you want to go. I mentioned that in 1989 I had the opportunity to start up a ship supply business and I didn't know what a provador was and I'd been to Littleton once in my life and I said, I'll give it a go. So the critical factor here was when I went up a gangplank to take the order from the captain, 
All I could do with a sharp pencil and a piece of paper was listen, listen, and not be afraid to listen and hear what's going on around you. And I just love being part of this Polish community because I love listening to your stories and your experiences in life. It's fantastic. So you you learn to back yourself once you listen and the captain gives you a list of 26 things. That's what he wants. That's when he wants. Get on. Get it done. Do it. Ships don't wait. So listen and embrace the wider community. Hmm. I want to double down on the listen. That was more going to be mine. If I think about everything with, with my businesses, I think about um, my businesses when I was younger, um, my businesses today, uh, the business I'm about to found um, literally next week, um, all the startup stuff, man, it was just about listening. It was just absorbing and listening. You don't have to go in the room and be the loudest mouth. You just you just listen, just watch, observe, see what's going down, take it in, and then think about what you're going to say and make it count. Just make it count. It's, it's so very important. Um, and then the other thing is don't be afraid to reset. Um, I, I had to switch. I did 11 years in hospitality, rose to the top, realised I had no capital to start up my my own thing. So I had to switch it up. So I had to go from earning all of this money a week with a flash apartment in Auckland City to all of that down to $9.50 an hour as an admin. Um, don't be afraid to reset. Then you reclimb, then you reset again. So that just comes with it. And live in the chaos of transition. And the uncertainty, learn to live with that uncertainty in transition. You were going to be going through some level of transition um, throughout your life. It's just, just going to come. I know that I'm probably going to go through another two to three sets. You know, I'm only in the mid-40s, just starting, man. <laughs> 27 years in the workforce and I'm just starting. So um, we're here. There are people who think you're amazing. Um, find those people, stick with them, and they'll support you. And, be, and don't be a dick. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's awesome. <laughs> I, I think also we're so conscious about artificial intelligence. Um, and I also say, you know, embrace new ideas, new technology. Nothing, nothing ever stays still and constant. It's an evolving situation. Be Embrace change. Welcome change. And the critical part of mm. that. Thank you very much. Wow. Um, let's give a big applause to Eliacha, Winston Dolma, Dr. Serena Kelly, D. Lucas, Ira Michel, and Dr. Elżbieta Hiszczynska Savitska. Thank you so much for being here. I took so many notes just silently as well. I believe I will listen to this again. So that was very insightful, inspiring. And um, yeah, I noticed I found myself in quite many of the stories as well. So I'm looking forward to my journey. So I'm learning as well on my journey. And there are so many of you and anyone who is here in this audience and listening in. We're all falling. This is one of the things we, are, we heard today. There are challenges on the way. We are all falling. We need to stand up, follow our passions, find people who believe in us. We heard Fano is one of the important aspects. So if you have supported Fano, this is one of the core things as well to become an outstanding woman in Aotearoa. So let's one more time big, give a, a big applause to all these outstanding women in Aotearoa. Thank you very much.
You've been listening to Outstanding Women Living in Aotearoa, a panel event held at Turanga in Autatahi Christchurch and hosted by the Polish Association of Christchurch.